Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. You might be sitting around on a weekend and hear a knock at your door, and when you open it, it isn't someone selling solar or even a couple of name tags with the term elder on it. This knock was accompanied by two Jehovah's Witness, or maybe a couple or more with some sitting in the car. And so we want to talk about today, what do we say when the Jehovah's Witness come a-knockin'? So with me today to discuss this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Chad, this is a very important topic because uh, I've heard that knock a lot of times on my door. And yeah, sometimes they have Jehovah's Witnesses waiting in the in the wings and so forth. I used to love it. I mean, sometimes you wouldn't have time, but I'd, I'd schedule time with them and love to share with Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, share the gospel with them. But for several years now, wherever I live and have lived, uh, they tend to avoid my house. I don't know if they've, they're more up to, you know, with computers and everything, know who's where uh, because I usually have them bring people back. And, but, you know, it's a very, very important topic to deal with because we have not only a false gospel being spread where Christians need to be wise to what's going on with regard to their doctrine because they could be persuasive if you don't know the scriptures. But also the Lord died for these guys. These, a lot of these guys, they have no clue that they're being led astray, that the watchtower is a false prophet, and we could easily prove that and is leading them away from Christ, not to Christ. So it's important that we uh, encourage our brothers to be witnesses and that we help one another, sharpen one another, as to how we can be better witnesses to the Watchtower. Hey, man, and one of the reasons, if you weren't aware that Joe's talking about with them, hey, all of a sudden they're not going to my house, is a question that might actually happen while you're talking to them. They might ask you, have you been told about this before? And I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I usually try to change the subject when they ask that question, because if you've been talked to by other Jehovah's Witness, they can wipe the dust off their feet and just walk away mm-hmm. and will not continue that conversation a lot of times. But, Joe, this is really important, and one of the things we ask you to do so that more people can have this information is make sure to like and subscribe to this channel as well as liking the video. And if you're listening via podcast, try to give us a five-star rating if you feel so led because that gets more and more people to hear the truth that we are trying to share specifically with our Jehovah's Witness neighbors. And so, Joe, with, with all of that, we have different approaches. That's what makes this fun is that we're going to talk about the different ways that both yourself and myself, that we like to share the gospel when the Jehovah's Witness come knocking, which sadly enough, uh, as you said, in my house, I've lived there for eight years now. So for the last seven and a half, we don't get them knocking. And so now we have to do the due diligence of walking outside when we see them by our neighbors and saying hello to them, Joe. But with all of that, when you got a Jehovah's Witness knocking at your door and to tell you about an event, and that's something that they typically do, or to tell you um, about the kingdom, which they're going to explain to you as well. How do you go and how do you approach them? And kind of what tactic are you using to to get that conversation to a place that's going to bring them to the gospel? Yeah, I've used, I use various tactics. And uh, some of the tactics, which we're not going to review, you know, maybe I'll just mention briefly, they're very powerful. 
uh, is the different Jesus. They definitely have different Jesus. They believe that Jesus is a created being, that he's not God. They even uh, twist John 1-1 in the New World Translation. Uh, that's very effective. But since we've been dealing with the cults and we've been dealing with different Jesus a little bit already with Mormonism and so forth uh, a while back, uh, let's, I want to do it in a different way, another tactic I use. Sometimes I'll deal with hell uh, and the eternality, and they, they believe in you know that we're annihilated. But Revelation chapter 14, 9 through 12 is very clear that there's no rest day and night, night and there's conscious torment in uh, the lake of fire. And that's another way you can get their attention to get them to at least think that maybe they're being lied to. One of my favorite tactics, which we look forward to doing another show on this, is to use their false prophecies. And they won't look at books. You can't just give them a book. You can't give them a cassette. You can't give them this teaching, the average Joe witness, because Satan, I mean, he's wise as the ultimate cult leader. Uh, we Somebody could say, hey, look at what Joe Schimmel's taught in the past. I have no fear because I teach God's word. But they have so many false prophecies, they don't want you to look into what they've taught in the past or look at critiques of what they taught in the past. So I literally have a binder with photocopies of their false prophecies from the Awake and Watchtower magazines, which I'm able to take them through very methodically. Does Jehovah have a prophet today from one of their magazines? Yes, it's the Watchtower. Then I show another Watchtower where it condemns those who make false prophets, quoting Deuteronomy 18. Ooh, man, they claim to be the prophet. They admit that, hey, false prophecies make you a false prophet. Then you just take them through Awake and Watchtower magazines uh, in the past, showing they've made a multitude of false prophecies. That's another very, very effective tactic because they will look at their own photocopies of their own magazine. And I found that that can be really effective. But today, one of my favorite tactics, Chad, is to challenge them in regard to whether or not they can go to heaven. Because then you actually have the joke. Because what I like to do is I like to separate those who are being led by cults, led astray from the cult leaders and let them realize they've been victimized. Because even though they have a prestigious position, perhaps at the church that they're at, or so-called you know, Kingdom Hall in their case, uh, they, they still don't want to be deceived, and they're hoping they're not being deceived. So if you can show false prophecies, you can show Charles Taze Russell, judge, so-called Judge Rutherford, who's the second president after Russell, uh, that these were false teachers, uh, charlatans, and so forth. That's very effective. But if you can show them that, hey, did you realize they're barring you from heaven? So you can challenge them by saying something like this. Hey, do you really think that you would come to the conclusions that you have come to by just reading and following the Watchtower and not reading the Bible? Do you think if you were dropped in an island with just a Bible that you would believe what you currently believe about the 144,000? And of course, if they say no, well, then they're admitting that they're following a, a cultic you know, uh, system. But a lot of them will say, well, yeah. Well, then you can challenge them. You can say, hey, well, let's look at what the Bible says about 144,000 because it's only in Revelation 7 and only in, only in Revelation 14. This makes it very easy for you to witness to them because there's only two passages that they can go to that specifically address the 144,000. And they're never going to come to the conclusion regarding the 144,000 that you see that the Watchtower teaches them and spoon feeds them through the years with just their Bible. So now you have the upper ground because you're able to use the scripture itself. You're able also to show them that they're being robbed, they're being blinded, they're being lied to by the Watchtower movement in regard to who the 140,000 are. And they're typically being told that they're not going to make it to heaven because they're taught that only the 144,000 have the heavenly hope and that there's three categorizations of people. There's the lake of fire where all the wicked go. But then there's those who will be the dwellers on earth, the other flock that Jesus addressed and they don't look at it as one flock in the end, but there's two flocks and there's 144,000 class. Then there's the uh, great multitude or the great crowd, as they like to call them. 
And it's interesting because when you look at this and you start to present this, you might even quote them. You can say, hey, you can paraphrase this. But it's one of my favorite quotes to use when I'm talking to a Jehovah Witness or, or about the Jehovah Witnesses as well. Uh, in the Watchtower, September 15th, issue 1910, it reads, if anyone lays the scripture studies aside, and that was uh, Charles Taze Russell's books, who was, you know, uh, that's a whole other story. I don't want to go off on him right now. If you lay them aside, as Jehovah Witness, even after he has used them, after he has become familiar with them, after he has read them for 10 years, if then he lays them aside and ignores them and, ignore, and, and, and goes to the Bible alone, just have your Bible, Though he has understood his Bible for 10 years now, our experience shows that within two years, he goes into darkness. Catch that? In other words, you can't have light if you just have the Bible. You need the watchtower to have light. If you just have the Bible, in two years, man, you'll be in darkness. That sh- well, you'll be in darkness compared to what they teach. You won't have the lying light. Satan comes a uh, uh, angel light of the watchtower movement. But of course, he's pretending this is the true light of God. And then he says, on the other hand, if he had merely read the study, scripture studies with their references and had not read a page of the Bible as such, he would be in the light at the end of two years. So if you jettison your Bible, Chad, and you just have the watchtower helps, man, you'll have the light in two years still. But if you jettison the scripture studies of the watchtower, you just have your Bible in 10 years, man, you'll be in darkness. I mean, right there, if you're a Jehovah Witness, you know, belong to the watchtower you're watching right now, that right now, that that right there should be huge alarm bells and red flags uh, in your face, man, saying, who would talk like that? Can you imagine, Chad, if you came to church, it'd be your last Sunday there. I mean, you'd be up there like, Joe, what are you doing? Let's lay hands on you. Pray for you, man. Uh, if I said, if you just have the Bible, you don't have my teaching, man, you'd be in darkness. But if, if you have, you know, my teachings without the Bible, you'd be in the light. I'd be a cult leader, man. And that's exactly what we're dealing with here. No, and it's, it's really interesting when you see just Charles Taze Russell as a whole, and, and I, I like what you you mentioned, is spe- specifically talking to them about like, look, you're just not understanding this because you're not smart enough. That's not something that we want to try to convey to someone. But hey, somebody is deluding you, and this person is not trustworthy. You could show them that Charles Taze Russell himself, first and foremost, even though he trans helped translate the Bible, right, in the New World Translation, he couldn't even read uh, Hebrew. In fact, he was proven in a court of law to be a liar. Or Greek. In, or Greek, in, in, yeah. In court, yeah. In, in court, proven. And all they did was write Genesis 1-1, and he couldn't figure that out, by the yeah. way. And not only that, I mean— That was after claiming to know Greek, by the way. Yeah, so that was after claiming to know that uh, the the language of the Scriptures. And so you and look at And by the way, this, a first-year Greek student could read Greek, you know? No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a Greek scholar, not even stretched in that direction, but I could read Greek, you know? But I'm not like— you know, you put Greek in front of me, you know, I'll be able to read it a bit. But as far as uh, him claiming to have translated the Bible from Greek and then the court of law uh, or from the original languages, he proved himself to be a liar. Yeah. And when you look at some other weird stuff, even if you just Google, in fact, you know, we'll probably put it up there for you guys. Just looking at his gravesite, yeah. it is literally a pyramid. And what you find interesting is on all of the sides you actually have a cross and a crown on yeah, all the that sides. That was their first symbol. Yeah. Because that was their first symbol until they denied that Genesis Jesus died on the cross. It was just a pole and so forth. So it's just interesting because as Joe mentioned, they're false prophets. And you can see that he was a liar. He did not know the original languages. And so you see this going on. Then him, how can you honestly have a translation when you can't even read the original languages? Yeah. It's just embarrassing. So you know 
that they're going to jettison. It has nothing to do with actually saying, let's make sure we know what the scriptures say because we're translating them. It's no, we want to jettison those scriptures that disagree with yeah. the doctrine we are proposing. And that gives you exact, exactly what you already read regarding the fact that if you don't have the watchtower telling you what the scriptures say, then you really can't know the scriptures. And the truth is, is that if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you're someone who is going to Kingdom Hall and out on the streets sitting down or going door to door, I'm just telling you, you have been fooled by a liar. And that's the heartbreaking thing. And it's so interesting to, to, to look at his gravesite and to see him right there buried right next to a pyramid. I just, yeah, and actually, yeah, he's not. It's not his gravestone. It's next to next him. to it. Yeah, but in Jehovah's will say, well, his followers put that up there, but it was at his instructions. It was at his behest because it was. A, it's actually a replica of the Great Pyramid of Giza, right? And yep. what's interesting, and we'll look at that another time, more depth when we get into the prophecies or false prophecies, because it was from the Great Pyramid of Giza and the so uh, or Giza, the so-called Pyramid Inches that he came up with his dates, one late in the 1800s and then 1914. Uh, that were wrong, and he changed it. They just understood the inches wrong, he says, and so forth. So his followers, they used the pyramids. By the way, Judge Rutherford that came after him said that, the, but that used the Great Pyramid Giza to, for instruction. He said that that, because, you know, Charles Taze Russell, who started the Watchtower Movement, started Jehovah's Witnesses, said it was literally, you know, a, a creation of God, you know. But Judge Rutherford came on the heels of him. He was the next president and said it was built by Satan, and it's satanic, you know. So he undermines the whole foundation of the edifice of the Watchtower movement by basically saying Charles Taze Russell was meddling in Satanism, a form of Satanism, because it says it was built by Satan. And the Watchtower has never gone back to Charles Taze Russell and said the pyramid is from God since that time. Which, by the way, so you have, it's kind of interesting, it's like Brigham Young, you know, basically condemning a lot of Joseph Smith in some yep. ways, right? And you yep. have the second president of the Watchtower doing a similar thing and categorically stating that the, the Pyramid of Giza was satanic. And they could fudge all kinds of numbers by saying these this amount of inches means this, that, and the other. Just pyramid inches, you know, quote, unquote, you know. So it's a bunch of lies, and we'll get into that more deeply another time we get into Jehovah's Witness prophecies. But I think it's fascinating when you really look at uh, this this fact, and, and I think it's important to understand, is what I like to do. And by the way, since you brought up the, uh, the languages, Chad, uh, I have a, a purple people leader, I call it. It's a, it's a purple interlinear that the Watchtower organization uh, publishes and it's there in a linear in a linear with you know the Greek text that underlying Greek text that they use and with the transliteration with the Greek text and and you can show them because I have it all marked up where in the beginning it says that we try to use the same word in English to translate every main Greek word that way we're consistent and I'm able to show them whether we're talking about hell we're talking about the deity of Christ or so forth that they're not consistent at all they'll translate it one way but it speaks of Jesus being Lord ooh, they'll move away from that so I think it's important to, there's a lot of ways we witness to them in a minute I'm going to get into into with you one of the ways to witness to them regarding the 144,000 yeah and I, I just wanted to clarify as Joe said you know Charles Taze Russell admitted he couldn't he couldn't um, translate Greek and it was actually Frederick Franz who was shown the uh, the Hebrew text, and he was unable yeah, to translate he was it. A later vice president and yeah, and helped yeah. help put the translation yeah, together. France. And also, he was actually caught lying in court, saying that he received a Rhodes scholarship when it was proven that he didn't as yeah. well. And so you're bunch of liars, it's, man. it's a bunch it's a bunch of deceit, and no bad tree can bear good fruit. And and that's yeah. what we're trying to well. Expose, and then and then guess know. what? Judge Rutherford, who came on the heels of him, and since we're talking about scandals, man, uh, he they. Said, hey, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Samuel, other prophets and patriarchs who are going to be resurrected, right? And it was supposed to happen earlier, but then they switched the date to 1914. It didn't happen. 
1916 or so, I think that's when Russell died, uh, Rutherford takes over and they build Beth Serene. And this is so the patriarchs and the prophets can reign from there in San Diego, sunny California. And they had 10, it's like 100 acres. It's over 5,000 square feet, 10 rooms, two catalogs, two uh, garages, one for his 16-cylinder Cadillac, you know, he lived in the lap of luxury. Well, I say him because it wasn't Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob that moved in. The resurrection didn't happen. It was a false prophecy. But, you know, why let a good mansion go to waste? So the president of the association, uh, uh, Watchtower Organization, moves in there, and he lived there until he died in 1942. Uh, and it's just crazy when you think about it. And, you know, even the press of that day was, and even the other Watchtower people that headed up different uh, aspects of the Watchtower of different places were writing him letters that he was living in the lap of luxury. By the way, Chad, are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the saints supposed to reign from San Diego? <laughs> no, no, from Jerusalem. No, no, from Jerusalem. It's and, such a ho- hoax, and, man. And one of the reasons we're bringing all these things up, and, and we want to give you different ways to hopefully share the gospel with your Kingdom Hall going neighbor, is because it undermines so much of what they claimed to say. Because as Joe already mentioned, before we get into the fact that these guys are not to be trusted, they've already told you you can only trust them. So if you came to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel and we said you can only trust us with the scriptures and you find out maybe there was a miscommunication, we didn't say something correctly, then you may think, oh, I can't trust them at all. I hope you at least understand we would never say something like that. Ultimately, you need to go back and test anything we say by the scriptures. That's what we say all the time. In fact, I think last Sunday, not even though we're doing this teaching until last night or this morning, uh, I mentioned, you know, in my prayer, you know, Lord, help us to test everything, especially those who teach you, especially your pastors. Especially. Because, yeah. So, man, those come to your door, they're not testing, they're not checking things out. And and you look at even the Apostle Paul uh, in Acts chapter 17 tells us that he actually saw those in Berea as more noble than those in Thessalonica because they tested everything he said by the Word of God. And even Paul himself, he said, be an imitator of me as I imitate Christ in 1 Corinthians right. 11. And he also 1. says, you bring that up, he brings in Galatians 1. Verse 8, he says, if we, including yeah. himself, or an angel from heaven preaches another gospel, that which preach ye, let him be cursed. So one of the tactics I like to use, Chad, is I like to, uh, it's really good if you can talk to the member of the Watchtower about how they are being lied to, and you can use some of the things we just talked about uh, and get them to question their teachers and say, okay, wait, is this really jive with the Bible? But uh, one time I was at a at Dodger Stadium, not to watch a Dodger game. Chad's a big Dodger game, although I've been there a few times. Uh, but two, and you know what? We just got the 10-minute signal, bro. I know. And I'm literally, I have eight pages of how to witness the JWs with regard to the 144,000. And what we, we're going to make that part two of this and do it the, the very next show. We're going to do something on Is God a Woman? We'll see what which one comes out. You guys will know before I will or after I will uh, when you're watching the next one, perhaps. And uh, But... Uh, I'll just go into that a little bit, and then we'll cover the 104,000 another time. And we'll do, then we'll still do one on prophecies, Chad, and I'll deal with that as well. They're false prophecies, because these are all ways. Uh, you can't get a whole lot in, in in half an hour. That's one reason I think we got more and more people looking at the show, though, Chad, because they're like, man, this is, thing goes so quick, and I want to hear more. But uh, I was there to witness, uh, to Jehovah Witnesses, and they were having their annual convention in at Dodger Stadium. They do yearly, and it's just packed with Jehovah Witnesses. And we were we were very young Christians, so we weren't very wise as far as being stealthy with regard to our dress, because I just dressed in my Sunday best, which was not a suit and a tie, you know. I just dressed as a, you know, I would go in nice clothes, with, in that we all did, 
Well, all the Jehovah's Witnesses wear suit and ties. I guess it was a suit and tie deal. And we stuck out like a sore thumb. And I realized, wow, okay, well, we sat down and they were going into how there's a secret code that you'll be able to recognize who belongs to God or not in the end. And and those who aren't following God, Jehovah will be killed. And by the way, they they predict the slaughter of Christendom over and over again. And they're going to fall right into the line, lines of the Antichrist in the names and will be persecuted. And it says in John chapter 16, Jesus says, they'll put you to death thinking that they're doing God's service. service. That's going to be a lot of people following the Antichrist. And they don't believe in a literal, specific Antichrist at the end. So they're, they're really ripe for deception in a lot of ways. But we were there and to pass out tracts and so forth, but to be incognito to a degree, which we really weren't. Uh, we went to the men's bathroom, put tracks up there, started laying around and went back to our seats. And then they had their own security. I wasn't Dodger Stadium security. I guess they let, let that happen. And their, their, their Jehovah Witness security uh, came up and uh, they let us out of there. And because we weren't dressed right, they knew, they said, you know, we, we could tell what was going on there. And they knew we were passing out tracks. They'd been on our tail for a little bit. Uh, and he's trying to shine the light. So we're kicked out of there. Now we're outside the Dodger Stadium. And instead of leaving, you know, when I witnessed some people coming out or what have you, but there were other people out there that had signs and so forth, which were ex Jehovah witnesses. And I'm sure some not so ex Jehovah witnesses, but I know some were ex Jehovah witnesses because I was able to talk to them. And we went over there. And by the way, a lot of people think that signs are just ineffective. Um, God uses signs. You ever hear the signs of the times, right? Uh, signs can be very effective because as I talked to this one older guy, he's probably younger than I am right now, but I was a young Christian then. And I asked him his testimony. He says, we're sitting out there waiting for people to come out. And a lot of guys were out there. It was great and gals. And he shared something with me that really opened up my eyes as to how effective just one scripture could sometimes be. Because uh, sometimes, man, I'll like, him you in, corner you until there's no way out, but to, okay, I need Jesus. And it was like, wow, this one scripture just hit him. He was there on a memorial, which is an annual uh, time where only the 144,000 can partake of communion. Nobody else can ever partake of their memorial service or communion because only the 144,000 are going to heaven and only they can partake of communion, which we'll get into that when we get to the 144,000. But it was really interesting, Chad, because as we're chatting, I'm asking him how he got, how he, how he got saved as a former Jehovah Witness. And he said, while they were at that yearly memorial, he couldn't take communion. And somebody in the front said, hey, we're warning you guys to be as good Jehovah Witnesses. Do not look at the signs because there were people outside that kingdom hall with signs. And it worked because he's holding a sign outside Dodger Stadium. And I was really thinking, well, what kind of sign did he say? They warned us not to look at the signs. As soon as they warned me, I thought, you know what? Why do we have to hide? You know? He said, then I pulled out of the parking lot and I thought, I tried not to look. Then I looked and he saw a scripture up, Romans 8, 14. Last scripture I might think to use with Jehovah Witness. But then it really got me into thinking about how Jehovah Witnesses think. That's why the next study we do on this, when Chad and I break down how you can use their teaching 144,000 and just totally show them that it's unbiblical, is so effective because he looked at a scripture and 814, which I love that verse, he said, he goes, that scripture that says, you know, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, right? These are the children of God. And I had already had mm -hmm. that memorized in the King James Version. I love that verse. And, and he said, I saw that. And I was like, well, I mean, you and I, yeah, praise God, we're led of the Spirit of God. We're children of God. And he shared with me that as Jehovah's Witnesses, we were taught that only 
the 144,000 could be children of God. And we didn't believe we could be children of God. But that scripture said, as many as are led by the Spirit are children of God. And I believe that I was being led of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, he wasn't. Well, at that very moment, he was coming out of the watchtower. But he said, so either I'm led of the Holy Spirit and I'm a child of God, but I'm not a child of God because I haven't had the special revelation. I'm one of the 104,000. And I'm not being led of the Spirit. So he went into a crisis mood and he ended up reading the Bible himself without the watchtower aids. And of course, he came out of the watchtower darkness to the true light of Jesus Christ. And I thought, wow, that, that really impacted that, my, my awareness of, wow, a lot of these guys are in a crisis. And if you could show the Jehovah Witness, because I had different tactics even then, obviously, we're going there to witness the JWs. Uh, I thought, wow, he was in a vulnerable position realizing that there's something maybe wrong with this movement. I'm not being told to, I'm being warned not to look at other information. So what you might do is say, why would the Watchtower not want you to hear from anybody else? Why is it possible they're keeping you in bondage to lies? And then you can go into what it means. Because I'll, and I'll say this much, because I know we only have a couple minutes left, and I want to give it back to Chad to say goodbye to you guys. But I noticed as I began to study, wow, they keep you from everything. They keep you from Jesus, because only the 144,000 get to have a relationship with Jesus and be with him forever. Only the others go to just earth, and they get to reign with him from heaven. Only the 144,000 get to go to heaven. Only the 144,000 get to partake of communion, the emblems of what Jesus did for us. Only the 144,000 can, can have the Holy Spirit. Only the 144,000 are the children of God. Only the 144,000 are partakers of the new covenant. And, only, and, and, they, and they, everything about Jesus and, and knowing him, have a relationship with him, is held at distance from the average of witness. In fact, they're actually the cross. Their enemy is the cross. Even though, as Chad, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, they used to use the cross and the crown, which is actually an occult symbol from the past, by the way. And then they got rid of it, but they should have got rid of the cross, but I'm glad they did. They used that to suck people in, just like Scientology, and then to deceive them. But the crazy thing is, when you look at all of this, is ultimately the Watchtower is all about getting between people and Jesus. You start to establish that. You say, do you realize that the New Testament is written to you? Because in their minds, the New Testament is really only addressed to the 144,000. But you can share scripture with them, Chad. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. They believe only the 144,000 can be born again. All so, time. Yeah. All I, time. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's not just right now. Yeah. It's all time. When 1 John 5, 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born, born of, of God. God. Amen. First yeah. Peter chapter 2 and 3, that we're born of God. We're born again by the incredible seed. Paul, if anyone be in Christ, the new creation, old things have passed away. All things become new. Jesus Nicodemus, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Who's that for? He says a few verses later, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the new life in Christ. If you belong to the watchtower, you're in that movement, they're keeping you from the true Jesus of Scripture. We beg you, open your eyes in the name of Jesus. Turn from the teachings of liars and men and turn to the pure river of God's word in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. 
we hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.